Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Korean Beauty Show podcast. On today's episode, I'm actually doing something that I haven't done before, and that is rather than recording a new episode for you guys, I'm actually sharing a guest appearance that I recently did on somebody else's podcast. Uh, That somebody else is Alex, and her podcast is The Grown Up Girls Report. So this is an episode that Alex and I recorded together a little while ago, a couple of months ago now, and we were chatting through everything you need to know to get started with K-Beauty. And after we'd recorded and I listened to the episode, I thought, you know what? There are so many people that probably are just getting started with their K-Beauty routines. And even though I have talked about it before uh, and how to get started and, you know, beginners mistakes and things like that to avoid and the difference between Western and Korean beauty, that's probably a year ago now. So I'm sure that there are plenty of people that have joined uh, as listeners in the meantime and may have missed those episodes. But even if you did listen to them, this is a little bit of a different uh, style, I guess, because it's just Alex and I chatting through what's so intriguing about K-beauty, why you might like to dive in, and all the things that you need to know to get started, which is what Alex was hoping to do. So some of the things that you will hear us chatting about today is the differences between Western beauty and K-beauty. We are chatting about double cleansing and why people do it, how come essences are such a big deal, and why I personally think that hydration is the best way of combating the signs of aging. And at the end, Alex and I also share our favorite Less and Lux products. Um, mine are all K-Beauty picks, of course, and then Alex has some that are Western Beauty picks as well. So stick around to the end if you do like to hear, you know, spendy and savvy versions of products and what other people are loving, because Alex and I are going to run through that. So without further ado, I am going going to let you have a listen to the episode that Alex and I recorded on her podcast. I hope you guys enjoy it and please do go and check out Alex's podcast, The Grown Up Girls Report podcast. You will find that in your feeds wherever you download your podcasts and Alex also has a great Instagram page so go and check her out over there as well. All right thanks guys that's it for this week from me and then after you finish listening to the episode I will see you next week. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Grown Up Girls Report podcast. It is finally another beauty chat episode. I apologize that we just can't fit more in, everyone, but there's so much to talk about. So, unfortunately, beauty chat is now going to be just once a month, but that's okay because those episodes are going to be so worth waiting for. And I've got such a beauty for you today. I have always wondered about K-beauty. Korean women are so incredibly gorgeous and beautiful and it's just always been on my list of things to investigate for us all and I have found us an expert. Lauren Lee is the founder and visionary behind Style Story which is one of the best K-beauty organizations in the world and she is going to tell us everything about K-beauty. So welcome Lauren. Thank you, Alex. I'm super excited to chat to you today about my favorite topic, which as you already alluded to is Korean beauty. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Look, I actually went to Korea about, oh my gosh, I, I I think it's actually 25 years ago now. It's a long time. And my husband has a lot of Korean friends and they're 
their wives are always just so gorgeous, Lauren. I'm always just been in awe of their, their beauty and their radiance. So I'd love to hear, how did you get into K-Beauty? And also, how did you actually start living in, in Seoul in Korea? Because I believe that's where we're talking to you from. Yes, that's right. Yes. So look, it's a little bit of a story. We have to wind back about 10 years. We love stories on the podcast, Lauren. It's all good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Circle back to about 2011. I was in my final year of university. And what I really wanted to do before I settled into full-time work was go on a university exchange. I'd been on one a few years before and I thought if there's any way I can do just one more before I have to like settle down into boring adult life, I would really love to do it. So I jumped on and saw the partner universities that were available and I was dead set that I wanted to go to the University of Hong Kong. So I put my application in. I was super excited. I'm going to Hong Kong and I got rejected. (laughs) They were like, there's only two spots available and you've already been on exchange. So we're giving it to someone else. So if you want to go, you have to pick somewhere else. And I was like where am I going to go? Like it needs to be in English. They need to have like some subjects that I can do. And mad Googling ensued. And I came across a university in South Korea and I had never been there. I'd never really thought too much about Korea. I didn't know anything about it, except that one of the girls I met on my last exchange was Korean and happened to be living in Seoul at the time. So I was like, boom, excellent. I'm going to go there. Yeah, I'm going somewhere. So I landed and I kid you not, it was just like, where am I? I thought I knew Asia because my last exchange had been to Singapore. I'd traveled around. I'd been to Vietnam, a couple of places. And I was just like, this is totally not what I was expecting. This is crazy. Like everything is so different from the other Asian countries I've been to. Like, where am I? What's going on? Anyway, (laughs) that was sort of my introduction to Korea and obviously being there for a semester, I sort of got to know the ropes a little bit more. And one of the things that I just loved when I was there was the beauty products. I didn't know that there was such a thing called Korean beauty. And I I vaguely recall walking past a store and it was called the face shop. And I was like, I didn't know that the body shop had a face version, but how cool is that? (laughs) Turns out it's not in any way related to the body shop. It's a totally Korean beauty store. And that was my first kind of inkling that there was something else going on here that I had just no idea about. Like there was just on every street, there was so many different shops, beauty shops, makeup shops, skincare shops, and I had never heard of any of them. So I kind of made it my mission to go and check them out. And what they used to do back in those days, and they still kind of do today, but not to the same extent. Anytime you bought something, they would load you up with all of these samples of their other products. So I literally worked my way through the stores, like trying out all these samples of these new products and I was hooked. So I took back all of these products for friends and family and like gave them as Christmas gifts. I was like, you need to try these. These are awesome. And um, basically what happened is people were like, where can we get more of these? Like we need more of these. I've run out. Where's this available? And in searching around, I was like, oh gosh, we can't get them anywhere. Like it was impossible to get them without being in Korea. There were some shops that did ship, but it was so expensive. It took like two months to get to Australia. You had to like do the foreign conversion. It was just really messy and not a good way of like stocking up on your beauty products. So that is kind of how I first 
got into K-beauty was just like sourcing products for friends and family and trying to like replenish our collections. That was the the origins of my exposure to it, I guess. So fast forward 10 years and now you are a resident. That's right. So yeah, it's I and look, when I left Korea, I honestly wasn't sure that I'd ever go back. And it was really the beauty products that like kept me going back. Like I went back to Seoul a few times before moving over there for good. And most of the time it was for the beauty products and then also the food. By that stage I was really, really into Korean food. But yeah, so there was obviously a little bit that happened in between first going there and moving over there. Long story really short, I went back to Brisbane and I started my job as a, a baby lawyer. So I've been training to be a yeah. lawyer. I went to university uh, and our firm eventually ended up opening an office in Seoul. So five years ago, when I first moved to Korea, I moved over as a lawyer um, and was working as a lawyer in our Seoul office. So obviously, a lot has changed since then, but I'm now living over there and doing K-Beauty full-time. I have an online store, Style Story, which has been my baby for a while now. We first launched in 2014, but I was running it as a hobby, as a side hustle kind of thing. And um, as these things go, it ended up taking over my life and then ended up becoming my full-time business. So that's the story of how I eventually came to be living in Korea and also working in the industry. Yeah, and how you became the K-beauty queen, Lauren. I absolutely absolutely love it. So so for someone who doesn't know a lot about Korean beauty or or K-beauty, what is it that differentiates it from other sort of beauty modalities? Great question. So I think the key thing when it comes to Korean beauty, there's a couple of, I would say, like foundational principles. The first one is the whole focus on skincare before makeup. So this it has caught on, I think, a lot more these days. But 10 years ago was not very uh, popular in Western beauty. You know, Western beauty back in the day was all about can you know concealer foundation any kind of perceived imperfections on the face it's how can we cover those with makeup whereas korean beauty has a much more skincare first so it's like how do we prevent ourselves from getting those problems in the first place forget concealing them let's just not have them to begin with and then we don't have to worry about them so that's definitely always been a main focus um and then the other thing i guess is the focus on hydration so i like to think of western skincare it's a lot about exfoliating and stripping away the old skin to reveal the new skin hiding underneath. You know, you've got chemical exfoliants, you've got manual scrubs and masks and things like that. That's very much Western beauty's main focus. Uh, Whereas Korean beauty is like, let's put hydration back into the skin. Let's nourish and nurture it by doing lots of light little layers so that we plump the skin out, get it looking really, really healthy and smooth. And that's kind of more the focus. You know, Western Beauty also focuses a lot more on anti-aging, I think. Um, You know, like you don't want to be wrinkled or anything. You don't want to show your signs of aging. But Korean beauty is really all about layering, light layers, and then hydration. That's the key focus, I would say. Uh, so, and then of course, there's the steps of the routine. That's another thing a lot of people talk about. Yeah. How 
we just workshop that? Because that was one thing when I did started to do my deep dive that I thought, oh my gosh, Alex, that could be a psych out because I don't have a lot of time. I have four kids, you know, I want to make sure I look vaguely reasonable, but I don't think I can do 15 steps. <laughs> that is what everyone, well, a lot of people say to me, they're like, I don't have time for that. And I'm like, neither do I. <laughs> the good news is the steps, there are more steps in a traditional Korean beauty routine than a typical Western one, but they are totally customizable and there is no set routine. The whole idea of this 10 step or 12 step, however many steps you want to call it, K-beauty routine was coined by an American marketer to kind of translate. Yeah. The idea of Korean beauty for a Western audience. So if you walk down the street and ask a random person in Korea, like, you know, what's in your 10 step routine, they'd be like, what are you talking about? They've never heard of it. Um, And really the idea between behind the steps is just that at different times of the year and depending on the condition of your skin, you might need a little bit more in your routine than say in summer or, you know, if your skin is looking flawless, you might just have three or four steps, but sometimes you need a few extra serums, maybe a sheet mask. You might want to do an overnight mask to add hydration. That's really what the steps are aiming for. And there is no like one step fits all. There are some parts of the routine that a lot of Koreans tend to do, but there's no rules. There's no hard and fast rules. Like if you are not including X, Y, and Z product, that's not a KBUD routine. There's nothing like that. Uh, So that's the good news is that you can totally customize it. It totally depends on you, how much time you have, how much money you have, I guess, and what you want to put into your routine to get the best results. Okay. So can you maybe run me through, like, what did you do this morning before we chatted? Okay. So at the moment, uh, it is winter in Korea and winters in Korea are very, very, well, it's basically still winter. I'm going to call it winter because it's very cold. Um, (laughs) It is really, really cold. We get very, very dry and harsh winds. So my skin at the moment is a bit of a mess because I've got some patches of dermatitis on my forehead. So I'm trying to have a really, really pared down routine so that I don't aggravate or irritate it. So what I do, because I have naturally dry skin in the morning, I use a really, really hydrating toner. I put a little bit on a cotton pad and just wipe that over my face instead of cleansing because I don't want to strip the oils from my face. I need all the oil I can get. Then I go in uh, a second time with that toner um, and pat it into my skin. And there's a method in K-Beauty that's called the seven skins routine and that's about layering your toner. Um, And that way you can cut down on the other products that you're using afterwards. You don't need serums and all this other stuff because you're layering your toner and a really, really hydrating alcohol-free, fragrance-free toner is the way to go with that just to get moisture into the skin. Then I went in with an oil because again, I'm suffering from dryness and then moisturizer and sunscreen. That that was it. That was it for me this morning. (laughs) That was only five. I counted five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that very, very pared back because I'm trying not to um, aggravate or irritate my skin. Um, normally, I might have a few extra steps in there, but I've really just pared it back so that it's just only what the skin needs. And again, that's you'll find that's really common with Koreans as well. It's like in summer, I will use totally different products and a totally different routine than I would use in winter. Uh, and if I'm breaking out, a few different products. That's kind of how it goes. Okay. So can I ask, because you've really got me intrigued. So last night before you went to bed, what did you do to your skin? 
Okay, so last night before I went to bed, I always do a double cleanse, and that is a so that's a key part of a K beauty routine. Is that right? Look, it's it. I don't know if it originated in K beauty, but it is a staple. Everyone in Korea does it. I don't know anyone that doesn't use at least two cleansers. And the idea behind it is that you go in first with your oil-based cleanser, so either a cleansing oil or a cleansing balm. So really popular. So that's what I use—a cleansing balm. You massage that into your face for a few minutes, wash it off, and that takes off makeup, sunscreen, and your any sort of oil because oil fights oil. So that's you're taking off the grime from the day, basically. Then go in with a second cleanser that is a foam-based cleanser or a water-based. So the kind of cleanser I use is a powder cleanser and you dissolve the powder in your hands and and work it into a, a really nice fluffy foam and then put that foam on your face and then wash that off. Oh, I didn't even know that a powder cleanser was a thing. Thank you. <laughs> it's great for traveling um, because there's no water in it. Yeah. So that it's very, very fuss free. You can just make it up on the spot. So that has been a staple in my routine for years. I always start like that. Uh, and then again, the toning step. So I go in with a toner, then do a few layers of toner at the moment. I think last night, I think I used an essence for calming my skin. Yep. So that's, again, another really quintessential uh, step in a K-beauty routine. It's like a watery product that you apply first thing after your toner. So it's designed to treat the skin on a cellular level and also can treat any issues. Basically, the one I'm using is for anti-redness and soothing because my skin is in need of a bit of TLC. Then I went in... I skipped the serum step and went in with an oil and then sealed it all off with an occlusive barrier, so like a a thicker moisturizer for overnight to try and trap all the oil and moisture in my skin. Wow, fantastic. And can I say for someone who is uh, concerned about their skin, because Lauren and I can see each other while we record this podcast, your skin looks incredibly radiant. So whatever you're doing is absolutely working, my friend. It's gorgeous. Look, I, I can feel it on my forehead, like the tightening. Um, I, I'm being very, very careful with it at the moment. I'm treating it like a baby because it's quite, yeah, it's quite fussy. It's 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 not not liking itself at the moment. But that's part and parcel with winter here, to be honest. Um, I'm hoping that once it warms up a bit, it'll it'll get better. <laughs> and I have the same thing. I have incredibly sensitive skin, and it will only take me using perhaps one product that's a little bit too aggressive or actually not being vigilant with my rate regime and not using moisturizer regularly. And then my skin gets dry. It gets really cranky and it's almost like it gets in a bad mood and it takes it forever to get out of this horrendous sort of temper tantrum. So I, I, I like you, I have to sort of cajole it and be kind to it. And- it's like you're, you're negotiating with a terrorist. It's like, okay, 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 come down. <laughs> yeah, no, I, that, that's me too. And oh, to a T, I just, any skin issue or a problem that you could have, in your life, I'm pretty sure I've had it. Now I can take dermatitis off because I've never had that before, and now I've had it. So I'm like, this is all this is all just good training for me, I guess. I've had I've had everything. I've had acne. I've had pigmentation. I've had dermatitis. I've had dry skin. I've had sensitivities. So yeah, tick 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 tick. I've 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 got them all. <laughs> oh, you poor thing. At least you understand all your customer concerns now. So you know, it's all alive. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so why is it that people get a little bit sort of like groupies about K-beauty? I know people get really, really obsessive in, in a positive way. What is it? 
Well, I think for a lot of people that haven't grown up with this skin first approach, it's really quite a revelation. I know when I was growing up, like I mentioned, I, I had acne. And my experience of skincare as a teenager was very much that it was a chore, that it was not cool. It was not fun. It was like not cool if you had to like go and see a dermatologist because you had pimples. The stuff that they like recommended to you, it wasn't fun to use. I didn't look forward to using it. Whereas I think K-Beauty really taps into the whole idea of nourishing and nurturing your skin and also skincare as entertainment. You know, the product textures, the way they look, it's all so fun. Like people get really excited to use their skincare routine because the packaging is beautiful. Like the formulations are really fun and innovative. They're, like the designs are great. I think it's just in encapsulated, um, you know, that whole idea of something that people can treat themselves to, which is really, really popular at the moment. You know, skincare as self-care, that's basically K-beauty. And it has been ever since I uh, came first came across it. But I think that really resonates with people, especially these days, you know, in COVID times, a lot of people are still stuck at home. You can't go out as much. You're not going to put on a whole face of makeup to like walk around the house in your socks. But you might want to take care of yourself at the end of the day and you know, have a kind of ritual that you can connect with and you feel like you're doing something for yourself. I think K-Beauty just plays into that so, so well. Like all of the, way, the ways that you apply the products, the light pats and taps and massaging and the layers and stuff like that. It's just an experience using the products. I think that's what it is in a nutshell. Absolutely. So for someone like myself, Lauren, who would like to put their toe in the water of K-Beauty, yes. what, where should I start? So I think the first thing is before you go out and like put a whole cart full of products um, <laughs> together, I think it's a really good idea to take some time to learn about your skin type, what skin type you have, and maybe some key skin issues that you would like to treat. Because I, I I get that having a really long, complex routine is very in vogue at the moment. But I think starting out with a whole bunch of new skincare products all at once is a terrible idea for many, many reasons. I think it's best to just focus on a couple of things that you would like to do. So whether that's getting the right cleansing routine down pat. Cleansing is something that a lot of people overlook, but it's the first thing and the most important because if you're starting any routine with a face that's not 100% clean, then anything you do after is not going to be as effective. So like a good double cleanse and finding two cleanses that are perfect for your skin type, I think that's a great way to start out because it's like you're starting from the very beginning and then you can build up and add in a few more steps, like customizable steps. Uh, so that's what I would say. I mean, we have a lot of great resources for K-Beauty beginners on our Style Story blog. Uh, and we also have a podcast dedicated entirely to Korean beauty, which is called very innovatively, <laughs> the Korean Beauty Show podcast. <laughs> so <laughs> No confusion there, my friend. So that's like a good place to start if you are K-curious, but not 100% sure like where you should be investing your time and your money, uh, just to sort of work that out before you... Because the thing is, once you go down the rabbit hole, you'll just be you know, overwhelmed and you'll just want everything and you want to try everything at once, but slow and steady for any skincare routine is definitely the way to go. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Just one last question on that, because I am quite 
a lot older than you, Lauren. So I'm very much in that anti-aging mindset. Oh my gosh, what can I do to make myself look a little younger and minimize these these nasty wrinkles and lines? Yes. Is there one tip you have, one K-beauty tip for anti-aging? Yes, hydration. Hydration will make the world of difference to the appearance of your skin because when the skin is properly hydrated, it tends to plump out. So things like fine lines and wrinkles, and even on the forehead, I can always, I can tell immediately if someone's forehead is dehydrated and they'll get those crepey little lines. Don't go out and get Botox. Invest in a hydrating skincare routine that it literally takes years off your face. My mum is now well into her 60s. And I remember when we first got her started, we we couldn't believe the difference. And the only real change she made, she didn't go out and get all of these, you know, uh, harsh chemical exfoliants or anything like that. It was just proper hydration. And it just took years off her face. It softened everything and made her just look a lot more relaxed and fresh and approachable. And it was just hydration, nothing crazy, no fillers, no Botox, just literally properly hydrated skin. That's my number one tip. Wow. Okay. 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 Well, look, I would love if you would be able to maybe, you know, recommend a few products for women in my, in my category along that hydration line. Definitely. I'll, I'll leave that up to, up to you to do a little later, but that would be really, really helpful. No worries. So Lauren, in terms of how people can find you, as you said, you've got your podcast. Yes. Style Story is an incredible website too. I was on there this morning. I got quite a large cart full ready to go, but I wanted to check it with you first. It's a it's a great <laughs> setup. And what I loved about it was there is so much information. Like you said before, if you're if you're K curious, that that's where you need to go. That, that there's a such great resources. We've got like a six or seven year backlog of blogs on basically any topic you can think of related to K-beauty. So yeah, definitely you can waste a few hours on our blog. Uh, And the podcast as well is, I guess, uh, more... well, I, you can pick up on a lot of tips while you're doing other things. Rather than sitting down and you know reading the blog, you can have the podcast on while you're doing chores or whatnot. Uh, and that, that, that's been a great way for us too to understand more what people are curious about uh, and the questions that they have. So in the podcast, I think we're up to episode 43 or 44 now, trying to answer just a lot of the questions that people do have about various different K-beauty topics. Um, and of course, if you do have any questions, we are, are online. So we're happy to put together a skin routine for people, answer any questions about how to incorporate Korean products into their existing routine with Western products. Uh, Lots of people have questions about products they're already using and they just want to make a few tweaks. So we absolutely love doing that and putting together um, something that people can get excited about. So definitely feel free to reach out. We're on Instagram as well at stylestory underscore kbeauty. So lots of different ways to get in touch as well if you're interested in Korean skincare. Fantastic, fantastic. Now, as you might know, Lauren, I end up every, I, I finish every episode rather with our favorite Lux and Less products of the moment. So both yours and mine. Yes. So I might hand over to you and I'd love to know in your world, Lauren, what, what are you loving at the moment that's both Lux, so a little bit more expensive and less, so, you know, a great deal. 
Sure. So when it comes to K-Beauty, I think like the Luxe and Savy versions are a lot closer together in price range than a lot of comparable Western cosmetics. So, uh, and that's just because the competition is so fierce in Korea. You can't get away with charging $300 for a moisturizer most of the time because people are like, but this one's $30 and this one's great. So that's always great. Right. Um, I think my... Uh, if you want to call it a spendy at the moment, is our Jellico Cherry Blossom Sleeping Mask. So this is Style Story's in-house brand that we have uh, come up with. Basically, we teamed up with some of uh, Korea's best uh, skincare formulators to come up with some of our own formulations, and this is one of them. It's 64 AUD, and basically what it's designed to do, it's like an overnight mask that you can use a couple of nights a week, and it's like basting yourself. We have a brush that comes with it, and you can apply it, uh, and it's designed to give you that glass skin glow. And you just leave it on overnight while you're sleeping. It does all the work. And then when you wake up in the morning, you wash it off. And it leaves your skin really, really moisturized and looking like a glazed donut. So that is my 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 spendy <laughs> recommendation. Can I ask you a quick question about it? Is it clear and transparent? Will it ruin my pillowcase? No, it won't. So uh, my my hot tip would be to apply it about 30 minutes before you go to bed. And it can be really tempting to put on really thick layer that you don't need it. Um, a pea size, cashew size amount is all you need. Um, so yeah, no, it won't transfer on your pillow. That was something that we were really adamant we didn't want. Uh, so it should totally uh, sink into the skin before you've even gone to bed. But when you wash it off the next morning, it will still feel really soft and bouncy. Sounds great. Sounds wonderful. Okay. So Lauren, what's your less, what's your favorite bargain based product at the moment? Look, I think in general, K-Beauty is really famous for its uh, sheet masks. So they are just a great, great savvy option. Uh, we have lots of different sheet masks on the Style Story website. Um, I, my personal favorites, we have a brand called um, APLB. April B is how they say it in Korean, but they have like a boxed set of five masks uh, and they're just great for a bit of a pick-me-up. You know, if you just want to look more alive really, really quickly, 15, 20 minutes with one of those on. And yeah, that's a great way to do some self-care if you've had a, had a long day. I know I tend to reach for them when I just feel like, oh God, everything's too hard. Get me a mask. So <laughs> I think the best part about a mask is that you actually can't really usually do anything when you have a mask on. So you have to relax or close your eyes or, or have a moment, which I think is yeah, definitely a silver lining as well. Exactly. It's like a quick little facial. So that would be my savvy tip for, yeah, K-Beauty is definitely the sheet masks. <laughs> How much would that be roughly? Uh, oh, gosh. You know what? I think they're on sale at the moment. So I think they're for a box of five, maybe $21. Oh, wow. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they retail for about $30. Um, but, yeah, they're on sale at the moment. So, yeah, even better. <laughs> even better, even better. Absolutely. Okay. So for my Lux product, I'm going to share with you one of my favorite perfumes. It is the gorgeous Gucci Bloom perfume. Very nice. I just absolutely love this one. I love it. Have you smelled this, Lauren? 
No, I don't think I have. And it is, it smells incredible, but the packaging is also just so. Yeah, the packaging is what I'm looking at. I'm like, oh gosh, it just, it it feels very floral. I like it. I feel like I need to smell it. It smells incredible. So the packaging, um, I will put a photograph on the show notes, everybody, but it's essentially sort of like a a gorgeous red and white, gorgeous roses. And then it's got a black border and the bottle is also beautiful. The bottle's actually in my handbag, but it is stunning. It's expensive. It's over a hundred dollars, but I just, it just, it boosts my mood. I love it. It's worth every cent as far as I'm concerned. I feel like fragrance is something you can splurge on, you know, like it lasts a while and uh, having a, having a scent that you really like to stick around with you all day. Absolutely. And my new big thing is because I have sensitive skin and, you know, tricky skin like like yourself, I actually for the last couple of months have been unable to actually put any perfume on my neck because my neck has been so irritated. Oh, my It's been so annoying. So my latest thing just by virtue of, you know, circumstance is to put it in my hair because I can't put it on my neck. So I put now perfume in my hair. And my husband just thinks it's the best thing ever. He goes, oh, my God, that perfume, it hangs around all day. (laughs) That's so good. (laughs) So there we go. Okay, so my savvy is I'm going to actually channel the body shop that you you mentioned before. It's the gorgeous hemp hand cream from the body shop. And, again, irritated skin, which I have on my hands, a little bit of flare-up of eczema and dermatitis. This just keeps everything under control. And when things are... When things are really flared, I will use this and then I will probably put a bit of hydrocortisone cream on when I'm really desperate. But it it is fabulous. And I think the small tube is $11, the large one's $25, and it is, I think, the best hand cream around. So, um, yeah, love that stuff. I think a good hand cream at the moment is worth a lot, especially with all the hand sanitizer. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I agree. Absolutely. And we've just got a new puppy. So we're not only washing hands, we go in and out. We're washing hands every time we touch the puppy. And Oh, gosh. That, that's very stressful for the poor hands. <laughs> the hands are stressed. The neck's stressed. The face is stressed. It's, it's all happening. It's all happening. Well, Lauren, thank you so much. It is so lovely to have made the connection and to have chatted with you today. Can we let, – let's keep talking. Let's check in maybe in three or four months because I'd love to hear, you know, some of the, the newer sort of, you know, discoveries in K-beauty land because you clearly are the K-beauty queen. I think three to four months is a long time in K-Beauty. I'll have a, I'll have a lot of new products for you then. Right. They just make them too quickly. Um, yeah. <laughs> Hence, we have an entire show, an entire podcast just about K-Beauty. But definitely, let's do that. Uh, there's always something really new and exciting in Korean beauty, which makes it fun to follow along as well. Because you're like, what's going to be next? <laughs> yeah. Now, that sounds really good. And if you're able to give us some details of, you know, what women who are concerned about aging can, can do for their skin, and I'll put that into the show notes that would be awesome perfect i've got you covered don't worry (laughs) it's a love and we'll chat in a couple of months thank you all so much for listening to this episode i hope you enjoyed it because i learned so much from chatting with lauren she is a wealth of knowledge i've been dying to get into a bit of k-beauty so i am going to be uh following her tips and tricks so um i will keep you updated Now, do not worry if you didn't have a chance to write down the names of all the products and bits and pieces that Lauren referred to because I will be putting those on our website. And if you're not sure how to find that, simply go to thegrownupgirlsreport.com.au and at the top of the page, you'll see a tab that says podcasts. Click on podcasts and you will find this episode, the K-Beauty episode and all the details and all the relevant links, everything you need to know will be in there. 
And remember, Lauren is also going to put together a regime for women who are concerned about aging skin, which is me, um, which is all about hydration, she assures us. So I will make sure they go into the show notes as well. And there'll be links and everything there. Now, while you're on the website, you may also see another button that says subscribe. Now, this is to our newsletter, which I'm really getting to swing of. The beauty of the newsletter is that it makes sure you do not miss anything that's happening in the Grown Up Girls Report. So if you've got another 10 seconds, why not subscribe to that? And I will be in your inbox every week if you've got a minute to have a little look and um, it'll keep you keep you up to date. Thank you all so much again for your support and for listening. I hope you all have a wonderful week and I will see you next week for Book Club. Lots of love, everyone.